everyone, it's Jack Kramowski with the Herd Book Ag Media. I'm here to give you your Moving Iron Ag News update for the second week in September. Hope you all had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Let's get to it. Lots to report on regarding the ag political world here in the U.S. this week. Recently, the Department of Agriculture announced uh, just on September 7th that they have plans to invest $700 million in competitive grant funding that should be available in the Farm and Food Workers Relief Program. They said this is going to be designed to help both farm and meat packing workers with pandemic-related health and safety issues and costs. This program is being funded by the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021 and is part of the larger Department of Agriculture's Build Back Better initiative for the COVID-19 recovery journey. Secretary Vilzik says that climate change continues to be a serious concern and vested interest for uh, the government and as well as for the Department of Agriculture. Recently, he mentioned that a small commitment was made in the not-too-distant past with the National Resources Conservation Service that is going to continue to funnel resources geared specifically at, quote-unquote, climate-smart agricultural practices. He stressed that, quote, we need to be serious about climate, but we need to do it in a way that creates new opportunities, farmers, as opposed to shutting doors or limiting opportunities, unquote. Just today, Vilsick also addressed concerns regarding the renewable and biofuels industry uh, that some have expressed concern over, saying that the Biden administration is placing more emphasis on electric vehicles as opposed to, opposed to renewable fuels, such as ethanol and biodiesels. He said, quote, you look at the totality of all and you look at the investment, for example, for example, today, and you can see there's a wide way, range of ways for this administration to provide help and assistance to the biofuel industry, unquote. Last month, Biden had set a goal that by 2030, half of all new vehicles sold would be electric. Just yesterday, the Department of Agriculture announced that they were going to be boosting their funds for the Emergency Assistant for Assistance for Livestock, Honeybees, and Farm-Raised Fish Program, or ELAP, that would help cover feed transportation costs for farmers and ranchers in heavily drought-impacted areas, which, as you know, continues to be an issue and continues to expand. Now, ELAP has already been covering the costs regarding water, regarding water hauling. However, the change is going to expand the program to also include, to include feed and hay, where uh, grazing resources and hay fields have been depleted. Moving on to some more international news, there continues to be civil unrest in India among farmers as protests go on to repeal three new agricultural laws. For one of the latest rallies, over 500,000 farmers attended. The protests are ongoing as farmers say that the new laws the government is enforcing is going to severely limit, if not prohibit, small farms, who, which make up the vast majority of Indian agriculture, from participating in the market. Here in North America, the drought continues to be a notable issue, not only here in the U.S., but also in Canada and New Mexico. Recently, ca Canadian cattle producers said they are expecting to call 20 to 30 percent of their herds, um, and normally it's only in the 10 to 12 percent range. Here in the U.S., about a third of all cattle are being produced in areas that are impacted by the drought, and Mexican ranchers are saying that they expect their recovery to take up to four years to fully bring back everything that they've lost. Selling off all these cows and heifers today is expected to hit the cattle inventory as late as into 2023 uh, with fewer breeding stock available. And as such, beef prices are still expected to rise, especially as we go into fall and winter. In Brazil, there were two unexpected cases of mad cow disease that have halted exports to China. 
Note that China and Hong Kong together buy over half of Brazil's beef. This is expected to put a serious dent into the Brazilian meat market, and it's unclear how long it's going to take to be resolved. As of right now, officials are reporting that both of these cases are completely unrelated and were found at two entirely separate plants, and right now are being said to be atypical, meaning that they were spontaneous in nature and not related to any outbreak or contaminated feedstuffs. The University of Minnesota reported that army worms are becoming a very serious issue um, both to the state and also in other places throughout the United States as they cause significant damage to pastures and row crops, especially corn. Resistance to many of the mainstream chemicals used to treat them are becoming more of a concern, and some of the alternatives are not in super high supply. One entomologist from the University of Missouri is recommending that farmers and ranchers begin looking into getting chemicals on hand now as he expects the issue to be worse and also consults uh, for guidance regarding spraying for them. Farm Journal recently ran a survey and it found that 67% of respondents who were farmers said they are expecting to see a notable return on technology purchases within as short as three years. And almost a quarter of them, 22%, expect it to happen within only one. This positive feedback is certainly encouraging for those in the ag tech and ag machinery space as not only older generations, but also Gen Zers who are coming back to the farm are willing and able to embrace this technology and look forward to its application. All right, that about catches you up for this week. Hope you have a great weekend. This Ag News Update is brought to you by the Herdbook Ag Media, serving all your agribusiness writing, communication, and media needs. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or our company website, the-herdbook.com. Let me know you found out about me here on Moving Iron and get 20% off your first invoice.